1: How's it going, my fellow Americans? Andrew for America here. And it's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. And I wanted to play <laughs> I wanted to play the clip from from Team America again. Because it kind of reminds me of Idiocracy. Remember the movie Idiocracy, people? Uh, President Camacho Oh man America Fuck yeah Coming again to save the motherfucking day Yeah I mean I I hope you guys know this about me I hope you guys realize that I'm not the like Uncle Sam Gung-ho Pro-American guy That all of my marketing Portrays me as people. It's a spoof. I'm celebrating America and I'm simultaneously talking shit about America, obviously. People. Oh my God. I should have known this. I should have known when I started podcasting, when I came up with my shtick, right? My character This alter ego guy I do, Andrew for America, a guy that just wants to try to save the country that he was born in, guy that served his country honorably, got to live an amazing rock star life in California for 15, give or take years, and bartended all over the place, met the most amazing people, had the most amazing relationships the most amazing memories a person could probably ever ask for in this life. And I got to do that early. I got to do all that shit when I was young. And I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I have had and that I have been given and that I have earned. And I really hope uh, a kid growing up today in this world can look at music and look at um, respect for your family and your community and your country and look at decent, good, solid human beings that you've known throughout your life. Be them family members, teachers, uh, clergy, whoever, you know, you know, a decent, good hearted person when you meet them. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes, obviously. But a few of us are really, really good at setting the example for others to follow. And these people should be celebrities. These people should be celebrated. People that should be celebrated should be celebrated for good reasons, the correct reasons, because they exemplify qualities that we all love and respect and want to see in ourselves. We want to strive to be similar, right? Do you want to strive to be similar to Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, Kanye West, LeBron James, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera? Do you want to live a life where you have, all, you have the platform. You have the pocketbook. You have everything you could ever hope to have and then some. Exponential in this life. And you don't even stop to think for a minute to maybe use that money and, and put it into positive things. I mean, I'm not making the argument for socialism here, people. Don't get it twisted. But... I always say charity by choice and not by force. And if this life gave you everything you could ever hope to want, you would think that maybe, just maybe, there would be some divine force behind that, right? Or are you so narcissistic that you think that you are godlike and you are the person that should be celebrated because of X, Y, and Z. Whatever. I'm getting off track. The point is, is that we celebrate people. We have celebrities that are celebrated for what people. It's fucking gross that some of these people get to be famous. There's clearly an agenda behind it. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, people. I mean, if you still are unaware of the CIA involvement in the media and the propaganda, I mean, people, I don't know if there's hope for you. I really don't. I really don't know if you're savable. There's a lot of you out there. I made the argument in the last episode. I said, I casually agree with this useless eaters argument. Like, some of you are so weak. And fucked up and pathetic. Like, I I could have been in such a worse place in my life if I would have allowed that kind of internal narrative to creep into my head. And trust me, people, I've had fucked up self-talk in my past. Oh, 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 boy. But you have to fight through it. You have to push through it, right? You can't just give up. You can't let the demons in. Because then you're lost. Then you're fucked. Then you're a weak coward that isn't striving for anything, that just flies wherever the wind blows you. Maybe the world would be a better place without you. That's controversial, right? Oh, I can't... Ooh, fuck, I can't say that. But I don't know, people. The more time marches on, I am losing faith. I am losing faith in the human race. Maybe merging with machines is going to be the right path. Maybe submitting to an all-powerful world elite sovereign is going to make our lives better somehow. Maybe all the bullshit I've been spitting on this show since episode one has been a crock fucking horse shit maybe the world economic forum and you know all the big groups the big club groups Bilderbergers, club Rome all the shit I always talk about right Illuminati Jesuits yada yada maybe they do have the best intentions for the human race in mind Maybe they really are trying to make life better. Maybe they're trying to teach us lessons through their propaganda. Maybe the reason why we're so scared of an all-controlling, all-powerful elite is because we don't believe that it's possible. But what if it's already been happening? What if there was a small group of people behind the scenes that have been doing it for so long and now they're just getting to a point where they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to tell the people that we're just going to eliminate national lines. We're going to become a global community and we're not going to fight anymore. There ain't going to be no racism. Ain't going to be no shit, no nothing. No, no nothing bad or hurtful or or sad or or whatever. Triggering anymore, right? It's going to be a... Uh, utopia of sorts. It's going to be a better world. It's going to be the evolution of the human race. It's going to be Brave New World, or Orwell's Nineteen Eighty-Four, perhaps. Maybe a little animal farm thrown in there. It's it's <laughs> it's interesting to see. How prophetic those books are, even still today. Like, we, I'm still talking about Orwell. I'm still talking about Huxley people. What kind of secret knowledge do these occulted secret societies have? There is clearly, clearly something there that you aren't supposed to know about. You're never going to know about. No one's ever going to tell you. And if they do, they're probably going to end up unalived. You know what I'm saying? It is V for Vendetta, people. We are living in idiocracy, V for Vendetta world. <laughs> Does art imitate life? Or is it life that imitates art? The, the, the two conflicting energies, the positive and negative, The male, the female, the yin, yang, the one, the zero, the duality. There's something to that too, people. Balance. Balance is the key to a happy, content, enjoyable, fulfilling life. Balance. Anytime you take anything too far, it becomes bad for you. And the more you keep doing that thing, The worse and worse and worse of a situation you find yourself in. You guys, you all know. Anybody listening to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. We all have it. We all have at least one vice. All of us. Some of us have 10, 15. I probably got 50. Some of you only got one. And if you only got one vice, you're in a good spot, people. You're going to have to devote your life to overcoming it. But you have hope. You got a lot more hope than someone that's got 50 vices they got to overcome. And I'm one of those people. But guess what? I ain't fucking stopping me. I ain't stopping for anybody. I ain't giving up. I ain't giving in. I will fight until my dying breath. I love you guys. I've had the opportunity to experience the most amazing shit a human being could ever hope to experience. And the fact that now I'm growing older and hopefully a little bit wiser, I'm starting to realize that the world is going in a very, very bad direction. And I'm thankful that I'm probably not going to be around to see the worst of it. But you young people, boy, I'm so glad that I am terrible at love and relationships these days, because if I had a child of my own, I don't know if I could do it, people. Not in this world, not in this demon-ridden hell upon this earth. We need God. We need the gods. And God lives inside of you people. Whether you want to believe it or not. I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. But I know it uh, for a fact. And however you want to describe that God energy. Whatever religion or pathway you see it through whatever lens you look at those concepts and ideas through. Just listen to me when I tell you. anything that is spoken about God and the divine is relatable to you and the, and the God spark and the Holy Spirit, however you want to describe that energy force, that that, that, that connection to source. In the universe. That means that there's a reason for you being here people. And I don't care how fucking hard. Or bad. This life gets for you. There's a reason why you're here. And the point of your life. Is to find that reason. Or. You could just give up. You could throw in the towel, you could submit, you could quit. And then you'd get to live the rest of your life wondering, what might have happened had I had the balls to fight for myself, for my family, for my community, for my country, whatever. For this world, what is life worth anymore? Life seems like a disposable commodity bought and sold on the market these days. Not too much God around anymore. Not too much community togetherness, married families anymore. You think that's an accident? You think that's a chance occurrence? You guys have all heard the Paul Harvey, if I were the devil speech, right? Maybe I need to remind you of what Paul Harvey said back in the 60s. And I know you guys, there's a lot, there's a shitload of podcasters that have played this, and if you haven't heard it yet, you've probably been living under a rock. But because it is such prophetic language, and I don't know if Paul Harvey was in a fucking secret society, maybe he was a mason, who knows, but... Shit, maybe the CIA CIA wrote this fucking piece for him. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that's probably the most probable scenario here. And in the last episode, I was talking about factual evidence. I was talking about being able to look to the past and find information that points to what happened, that points to objective, observable reality and truth. So, maybe go grab yourself a beverage, sit down, strap on your seatbelt. For those of you that have heard this, this will be a refresher course. For those of you that never have heard this, allow me to present to you Paul Harvey's prophetic speech If I Were the Devil.
2: If I Were the Devil. If I Were the Devil. devil. i'd have prisons overflowing check i'd have judges promoting pornography check soon i could evict god from the courthouse then from the schoolhouse and then from the houses of congress check, check, check. and in his own churches i would substitute psychology for religion and deify science mm-hmm. i would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money mm-hmm. if i were the devil i'd make the symbol of easter an egg and the symbol of christmas a bottle mm-hmm. if i were the devil i'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until i had killed the incentive of the ambitious
1: oh, oh, oh.
2: and what'll you bet oh, oh. i couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich i would caution against extremes in hard work in patriotism mm-hmm. in moral conduct mm-hmm. i would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned yep. that swinging is more fun Yep. That what you see on TV is
1: is the the way way to to be.
2: And thus I could undress you in public. And I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day.
1: And a good day to you, sir. I mean... I don't know. William F. Buckley was a skull and bones man. Probably a big club member, CIA, intelligence community asset. And was a pompous asshole. And he paraded around with his news show, his interview show. Like he had all the answers. Sometimes I wonder about these people that get their talk shows, it reminds me of uh, Profero from V for Vendetta. People, go watch V for Vendetta. As soon as you get off this podcast, listen to me, go watch the movie V for Vendetta again, start to finish. If you've never seen it, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Go watch that goddamn movie immediately. If you want some perspective about the world that's coming, my fellow Americans, it's on the fucking horizon right now. I can see it. It's like the nothing. It's like the never-ending story. Everything is cycles. Everything happens again and again and again and again. And I'm here to tell you, my fellow Americans, is that if we don't find the courage and the strength to, to pull our fucking brains out of the systems and the cycles of propaganda and mind control, then people, we are fucked. The human race is over. Freedom's gone. Sovereignty's gone. Liberty's gone. It, we're going to be living in black mirror. Where you you got to go, uh, you know, pedal on your bicycle on your little bicycle game where you sweat your ass off all day and make money and that's how you live and then you have to go live in like little cubicles and little pods and eat you know like matrix fucking pudding food or or like the big club wants you to eat bugs like they're bringing the matrix reality world into existence right now with ai people and and can and people still continue to talk about me like I'm this fucking crazy nut job. And I tell you what, people, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. If you can find evidence that points me, that can point me in the opposite direction of where I'm going mentally, psychologically, philosophically, socially right now, I would love to hear it. Email me, andrew for america 1984 at gmail.com. Enlighten me. Teach me that I'm wrong. Show me something that points me in the opposite direction that I can put some faith and some trust and some hope in because I'm losing all three. I'm losing faith. I'm losing hope. Shit, I lost trust a long fucking time ago. But I'm still not going to let that evil demon archon energy into my soul. Go fuck yourself, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) These days I'm trying to be closer to God. Because I've seen your plans for the world and I don't like what I see. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I swear to God, I'm going to turn up some optimism and some fun, people. I'm in a weird place today, but I really like this segment already. So let's go hit a commercial and see if I can't pull off some more cool, exciting, interesting, enlightening show for you. I'll be right back. all right people welcome back to the show um i want to play you this i want to play you guys a clip remember last episode uh, i was talking about women and dating and how I don't even try anymore, and part of the reason why I don't try anymore is because I'm a fucking sensitive simp, and I fall too fast. I put girls on a pedestal. I got something in my brain that makes me think that every girl I ever date is going to be the one, man. I don't know why. I don't know why I do that, but it only happens when I like her because if I'm dating somebody that I'm kind of like on the fence about or don't really like, those feelings don't start... Uh, entering my brain. You know, m- my problem is when I'm not around them, whoever I'm dating at the time, I start liking them more. And I start creating this whole narrative in my head, like, oh, God, this is so, this person's so amazing, and I'm so, it's so fulfilling, and I'm going to have so much fun. And then I get fucked. And people, when I say I get fucked, I mean, <laughs> a property, a property, stolen, property destroyed, uh, pets given away, um, arrested, and serving jail time, probation. Um, One minute you are saying, I can't wait till you cook dinner for me. And the next minute you're saying, oh, by the way, I had someone uh, land on my doorstep from my past and I got to break things off with you. And I'm like, dude, I'm that guy. I'm that guy, people. I'm the sensitive simp that doesn't like being an asshole to people. Weird. not that weird? Women, you, you women are confusing as fuck to me. <laughs> Confuse the shit out of me. Doesn't make any, you don't make any sense at all. And I think I need to just understand that about myself. I need to understand that I'm never going to understand you. <laughs> Every decision I make with regard to women I've dated in my life has been clearly wrong and incorrect. I'm happier and I'm more mentally stable, single. And that's why I don't try anymore because I care too much and I don't have the capacity to be a piece of shit human being to somebody else like the women I've dated in my life are capable of being to me. And I'm sure if we talked to them, they'd probably say the same thing. Oh, you drank too much. You're a fucking asshole. You're this and you're that. I'm like, you know what? I was never trying to be an asshole ever once. Takes two to tango. I'm usually a happy-go-lucky, free-spirited guy until some external stimuli interacts with me and sends me down the wrong mental path. And yeah, I can have a temper and I can be a big asshole for sure. But that's not my nature. That's not how I am on the regular. It takes something else to get me there. And of course, I can probably deal with... With my emotions. I've taken anger management courses before. I've been to therapists. I've done all that shit. And I have my own opinions on whether or not any of that crap works. Maybe a little bit. Here and there. But I'm better off alone. (laughs) And I really truly believe that. I really truly do. Because in order for me to be able to have uh, successful relationships. Um. I would have to drastically change my nature. And I don't want to do that. I like my nature. <clears throat> I like who I am. I don't have any problem with the person I have become. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. I have a few, but nothing that it you know, nothing that's gonna make me lay on my deathbed one day and, and look at the ceiling and go, I can't believe, I still can't believe that this happened or that I did this thing. And I haven't come to terms with it. I haven't found the closure. Uh, I haven't been able to move on for it. I, I I would, you know, I think that that's fucking horrible if you're the type of person that has had that happen to you. Lucky for me, I have found ways to push through all the emotion, to push through all the mental anguish and the uh, abuse <laughs> that I have taken in my life. I choose very, very poorly. My mom says I need to go to church. You'll find a nice girl at church. Maybe, maybe not. I've dated a few Christian girls in my day, and they fucked me over just like everybody else. And the point I'm trying to make is, oh, this isn't boo-hoo Andrew for America hour right now. Uh, This is, the point I'm trying to make is that this is a clear representation of society and culture. The, the feminism movement, the push to get women into the workforce because the Rockefellers wanted to tax more of the citizens back in the day. The Edward Bernayses that uh, created a mind control operation of getting women to smoke. This is how you take control of your um, femininity. This is how you be a modern woman, a cosmopolitan lady. You smoke cigarettes, mind control. Intelligence, community, mind, manipulation, uh, propaganda, techniques, uh, pickup artists, and the whole red pill dating podcaster movement that you, you've probably been hearing about or seeing out there. Uh, these, that's what these guys are talking about. Mind control, mind manipulation. You ladies are fucking fantastic at it. <laughs> you, you know, you don't have the physical force that we men can utilize in our lives so you have to be psychological. You have to be emotional. You have to be mental. You are much, much, much better manipulators than men. Maybe not narcissistic men, but men in general, ladies, you are clearly the better gender at manipulating of minds. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Women, I swear to God, women are more evil and vindictive and conniving and manipulative and evil, and malicious to other women much, much more than guys are ever to other guys. And that's just the way it fucking is. I don't care if you disagree with me on that. That is the fucking God's honest truth. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we all have a responsibility, right? We all have power, and with great power comes great responsibility. You have to be able to wield the power that you have in moral, decent, Productive ways. I feel like all evil comes from an inability to face your own demons and your own fears. It comes from the disregard for other people. You can't feel emotions. Maybe you're not empathetic. Maybe you're a sociopath. Maybe you're a psychopath. Maybe you're narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, whatever your mental issue is obsessive-compulsive, you know, anxious attachment, all that shit. It all comes from trauma. It all comes from shitty parenting. And it all comes from a fucked-up civilization, a sick society. Eric Fromm. Go read Eric Fromm's book, The Sane Society. It's a diseased, demon-ridden world, Carl Sagan, that we live in, people. And I don't know if you guys have heard these guys like uh, John Zerka and Sneeko and, um, uh, fuck, there's a bunch of these guys that talk about game, gaming on girls. And, you 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 know, this Zerka guy, I love this guy, he goes, he says that the guys that get the girls are the guys that hate women. And it's the fucking truth, ladies. You run to the guy that wants you the least. Have you ever asked yourself Why? your mental um, situation, your framework, the way a woman's mind works ever ask yourself why that is. You say you want a nice guy that can provide for you and that will love you and take care of you and be a good father to your children and and you know not make you cry you treat each other treat you know treats you with respect and dignity and honor and all that good shit. But who do you run to when you get that guy, you drop that guy like fucking bad habit. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that gets dropped by the woman, by the women I date always. I mean, I've broken up with a few here and there because of what one reason or another, because I knew it wasn't going to work or whatever. But sometimes I wonder if it's a me thing that I need to fix. Maybe I need to be a bigger asshole to you ladies. Maybe I need to just listen to these red pill podcasters and treat y'all like shit. Maybe I got to flip my script and you guys all be chasing me around. But what does that say about you? (laughs) What does that say about you, ladies? Ask yourself. Because that quality in and of itself is what disgusts men the most. Maybe not the most, but close to the most about you they say over 70 80% of women initiate divorces and you know y'all you have your romance novels romance romance novels and that whole psychological emotional game you know the soap opera that you love to chase in your life and if you don't get the excitement that you want you'll you'll create it somehow you'll fuck up good situations just to be just to feel excitement just to get a dopamine hit I mean, fuck. I don't envy you ladies out there. I don't know if I would want to have a woman's mind. I feel like I might already have a little bit too much of a woman's mind because I was raised by two women. But I had plenty of masculinity around me in my life. Um, and I joined the Navy when I was 18 years old and went to boot camp and, and saw a lot of fucked up shit go down. So I had to learn pretty quick how to be masculine, how to protect myself, um, all that kind of good shit. But I've always been this free-spirited, wanderlust guy, uh, thrill seeker. I always wanted to just have a good time and connect with people and enjoy life. And I never really thought too much about the future, finances, or caring about money, caring about status. I I was never that guy. But that's what you ladies want. You, You thirst for status, you thirst for resources, finances, money, a guy that can provide you with all of this stuff. And maybe not all of you, maybe some of you are, are boss bitches out there that want to make your own money and women's lib and fuck man and all that kind of shit. If you want to be that kind of person, cool. Uh more power to you. Um come talk to me when you get a little bit older like I said in the last episode and let's see where you are where you are. Let's see if you still feel the same way about your life choices. <laughs> know what I'm saying? But take a listen to this clip and uh, just think about this stuff. Think about where we are. Think about our grandparents and great-grandparents' generations where, yeah, maybe the men were a little bit more dominant and women were treated like shit um, back in the 50s and 60s era. I mean, we've all seen Mad Men, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that that culture is great either. But there are some aspects of it that are much better than the world and the society and the culture that we are living in here today in modern day, 21st century America. So here we go. Take a listen to this.
3: Women aren't wives nowadays. Women divorce men 70 to 80 percent of the time. In relationships, it's probably similar. Men aren't leaving, women are From a guy's point of view, he's going to commit to this girl. And what does he get? He doesn't get purity anymore, you know, these, these hoes. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get youth anymore, so he doesn't get either of those things. A lot of times she already has a kid. He's not fulfilling his mating strategy. On top of that, even if he does find a good woman that maybe has the qualities he's looking for, he, she was gonna want him to marry her, right? And what does he get out of that? Oh, she can leave and take half and take my kids. And she's paid to take my kids away from me. She, she gets more money. If she takes my children they're logical people and so they're they're thinking does the benefit outweigh the cost and like i just think as women we have to look at ourselves and say the benefits we bring nowadays don't outweigh the cost for most men
1: and ladies that's why good men are hard to find because we're hiding from you we're trying to stay away from you because every time we get too close You fuck us over on a level that is unheard of to me. I mean, when I think about people in my life that have looked me dead in my eye and told me that they've loved me and then turned around and completely fucking uprooted my life, it, it makes a person lose faith in humanity. It makes people believe that the devil is here, and is in control of this world. It makes me wonder where God went. Sometimes. God's still here. But, you gotta go find him. (laughs) You gotta go find him, people. And ladies, that means you. I'm gonna recommend you a site. There's an Instagram page, ladies, called Girls Gone Bible. And, I'm not saying you got to be Christian. I'm not saying you have to uh, believe everything that the ladies on that channel say and talk about. But I think it would behoove you if you desire to be a better, uh, stronger, more logical, more mentally stable, more rational, uh, more empathetic Uh, less selfish, less narcissistic person. Just go listen to the ladies on Girls Gone Bible on Instagram for a little while. And you you can disregard all the God stuff if you don't want to believe in the Christianity portion. But just listen to how those women talk about men and love and relationships. And if you can't learn something from those ladies, (laughs) you might be the devil incarnate here walking upon this earth. Like I said in the last episode, but in the spirit of fairness, I can't just, I don't want to make the impression that I'm just bashing women and all women are fucked up and there ain't anybody good out there. That's not true. There are many, many women out there that are amazing, amazing people that get it, that are in control of their emotions, are in control of their mental situation, know how to self soothe, um, are tough, tough ladies. I've seen it. I know a few. I respect a few. I mean, it's, it's, um, not, I I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm not in the, in the wrong at all. Clearly I have anxieties and, and personal qualities that I need to work on too. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people talk about relationships lately. I don't know why I'm on this relationship thing, probably because I just stopped hanging out with somebody that, uh, I I realized after the fact why it probably happened, and it was my fault. You know, it's not that they're all hoes and they're all, you know, wanting to fuck over dudes. I mean, that's not true in every situation. Of course, it happens all the time. And, of course, there are women out there like that. But that doesn't mean that men get to blame what happens in their relationships on the woman as if they had no part in it. If you go back and analyze your behavior throughout the course of your relationship with somebody, you can see where you fucked up. And I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. I'm a big enough man to be able to self-actualize and self-reflect and look in the mirror and tell myself, you know, you did this wrong. You know, you fucked up. Don't make that same mistake again. You make your apologies. You atone for your shit and then hopefully you heal from it and you move on right but i'm gonna play a couple more clips um here we go take a listen
3: don't want to marry anymore because the risk outweighs the benefits there's a risk that comes with marriage that essentially only benefits a woman A man marries you and can only hope that one day you don't wake up and say, I feel like I don't love you anymore and I want to leave and you can't do anything about it. According to ASA, 70 to 80% of divorces are initiated by women. Among college educated women, it jumps to 90%. You know what's crazy? I mean, a lot of us women don't have anything a man actually wants that we can bring to
1: the table. Table she says that you can bring to the table. And I mean, sex, I mean, every guy wants sex, you bring that to the table. Every guy wants companionship and somebody to go have fun with and experience life with and, you know, be friends, connect on a friend level first. You know, you gotta, everyone always says you gotta be friends before you can be romantic partners. Right? Well, I don't know if that happens anymore with dating apps and everybody's disposable, this disposable culture, this, this devil-infested, demon-ridden culture that we live in, this sick, infected culture. Now it's you fuck first, and then you get to know each other afterwards. No wonder people's anxieties and frustrations exist because you do the good dopamine uh, fun stuff first, and then you do all the work part <laughs> after. It's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to do the work part of getting to know someone first. And then as soon as you got a pretty good idea of who you think they are, then you guys can be intimate, right? If you fuck on, I don't know, first, second, third date, you're probably just, that's probably going to be the end of it. And I know there are exceptions to that rule. I mean, I don't know. I know there's no perfect pathway for a successful relationship. I have friends in my life that dated for a long time and never in a million years would I have thought that they would have been able to get married, have children, have a functioning, uh, fulfilling relationship. But that happened. I have friends that, uh, the opposite was true. They were with someone for years and years and years, and everybody thought that they were the perfect couple. And then one day, guess what? So-and-so got divorced and, and their friend group never saw it coming. Right. There's so many countless scenarios that you can point to. Um, there's no perfect path. There's no perfect way. I think it's I think it's part magic and part divine when two souls connect and choose to better each other through the institution of marriage. And for those religious people out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Why that's so important to us. For everybody else, you don't need to be religious to know how important and how um, uh, how much better union with somebody else and having a partner through life can be how much better and more fulfilling it can make your life. Uh, I would imagine that person may still be out there for me to go find. I don't know, but, uh, let me get back to me owning my shit. So I recently discovered some stuff about me. Clearly I have some abandonment codependent issues, anxieties, uh, because what this woman I'm about to play this clip for you describes here is me the sensitive simp in relationships that put women up on a pedestal take a listen to this
3: somebody and you're almost becoming a bit obsessed you're kind of thinking about them all the time waiting for their next message dying to see them again and just constantly checking on them, we as human beings tend to label that as we must be in love. But the reality is that kind of behavior is signaling that they are either triggering your anxieties in a way that you it leaves you insecure and worried, or you have a fear of abandonment. You have a fear that this relationship's not gonna work because you've experienced abandonment before and therefore you're becoming overly clingy just to kind of keep that person in your life. That is not a measure of love. That is actually a measure of chaos. What you want to do instead, how you want to measure that you love someone and they're right for you is how much they soothe your anxieties. How much do they bring you peace, calm, and safety?
1: Safety. That's what the clip cuts off. That's me, people. That's me. I have finally discovered that about myself. I am... Uh... In a situation where I've been fucked over a few times and now every new relationship I pursue, um, anxieties are triggered. And sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious for me personally. I can't speak for everybody. Um, But I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. What I don't want to do is what all these red pill podcaster guys say to do and hate women. You women want a guy that hates you and treats you like shit and is a misogynist and uh gives you the mental emotional uh you know manipulation roller coaster that that keeps you hooked and keeps you coming back for more just a glutton for punishment and you enjoy that and you get off on that and that's more fun that's a better way to live than finding union with one person and loving them and growing together and uh, being able to not look at other people in that way anymore. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe love isn't real. And even people that are married for years um, stay together because they have so many other qualities that make the relationship work. You know, people always say love is not enough. You need all sorts of other shit. And sometimes you think you're in love and you're not like me. <laughs> that's my problem. That's what this woman I just played for you. That's what she basically is saying is that what you think is love and infatuation is the triggering of anxieties and emotions and chaos. And you you know, we men are supposed to lower the anxieties of a woman and put her in a playful state of mind. If we hope to have a, uh, relationship with her or become friends or become romantic or whatever, right? Kind of tough to lower someone's anxieties when you're bringing a whole shitload of anxiety to the conversation, to the table, right? <laughs> so clearly I have some anxieties and some abandonment issues that I probably need to work on. I'm not fucking above saying that. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you heal. That's how you move on. That's how you become bigger, better, stronger, faster, more aware, more connective, connected, more cooperative, more pragmatic, more reasonable. yada, yada, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. like I always say people. All right. you guys sick of talking about relationships? I don't know why. I don't know why I, I decided to go down this path today. Um but I guess it's kind of therapeutic for me. This podcast is therapy for me. Sometimes I do this show for me. It ain't for any of you. If you listen to my show, awesome. Uh, if not, yeah, you're missing out. <laughs> In my humble opinion, anyway. And if you guys are down since day one, listeners of my show, I know this one's a little out of character for me. Uh, I occasionally get a little um, personal. This is a bit more of a personal show, I guess. Um, but this is how I dump my fucking emotions somewhere. I go to the gym, I go here, I go to music. Um, you know, sometimes I just got, you got to keep that wolf behind fucking, you know, bars in the cage. You can't let that wolf out all the time. Sometimes I let the wolf out in bad situations and I pay the price for that. And I think a lot of guys out there can probably relate to my story today. I think a lot of you guys know when you fucked up in your dating lives. But I also think you guys know when you were right and you tried to do the right thing and you paid the fucking price for it. (laughs) It's not easy. It ain't easy. Nobody said dating and relationships were going to be easy. The people that are in happy, fulfilling, content... Non-anxiety relationships out there say that that's exactly how it feels. Easy. Soothing. You soothe each other's anxieties. You bring each other down to uh, center and and keep each other grounded, right? Balance. And um, I think I heard Brene Brown one time say that there is no equality in relationships. Someone's always given more. Someone's always given less. And that power dynamic changes all the time. And I think I personally can learn a lot from that. I think a lot of people can learn about that. Um, I like to look at relationships as kind of a mirror uh, of yourself. Like I, I become self-reflective when I see how somebody I'm dating reacts to me in certain situations. And maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, but it does help me realize when I fucked up. It helps me realize when I made a bullshit, sensitive, simp decision. It makes me realize when I let the wolf out a little bit too much and made some bad decisions, right? So we're all human. We're all going to go through it. But I think the point I'm trying to make today is that like I said in the last episode, men, uh, you need women, and women, you need men. We need each other. And there's something magical about a union between two people. And even if you're a gay or lesbian, LGBTQIA+, whatever, it, it, it doesn't matter. Same same concepts apply. The dynamic's probably a little bit different with similar masculine or feminine energy, whatever you're You know, your dynamic is, I suppose. But I'm sure a lot of the same human qualities and behaviors are occurring in your relationships as well. All I'm saying is, if you can find a way to make your romantic relationships work for the long haul. And throughout the course of that long haul, you know, you were married 30, 40, 50 years. You've made each other's lives better and you've become more fulfilled as an individual with help from this other person, then I envy that. That must feel amazing. And I clearly have some more work to do on myself because I don't know if I'm even in a position to be able to uh, do a relationship the correct, right way if someone amazing came along. And maybe that's how it happens. Maybe that amazing person comes along and you're just the soulmate, you're, you're right for each other, you figure each other out, you have great intentions towards one another, and magic happens. And that's why I think marriage that works and relationships that last is magical. I believe it to be divine. I believe it to be like enlightenment. It's an achievement that is possibly the point of life and at the same time is the most difficult to attain. Life is not easy. I personally believe that life is a test. You will continue to learn lessons until your dying breath. And you will continue to relive and recreate exact same situations that you've been through before if you fail to learn your lessons from that previous time. I read somewhere one time someone said that... um, you, you will continue to be tested in the same way until you learn the lesson and then you can move on from it. So if you're the type of person that finds yourself in a repetitive behavior loop where you walk out into the world and you think you've healed from some situation and then you, you get into that same situation again and then the same patterns of behavior start unfolding, you start doing and thinking in the exact same ways, And then maybe it gets a little bit easier. Maybe you catch yourself earlier this time around and you nip it in the butt and then it ends and then you go through the same bullshit and then you, you meet someone again, you start going through the same patterns and then this time you catch yourself a little bit earlier and then, you know, maybe that's how the process works. You get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better over time. It's like practicing anything, the repetition, you got to get the reps in, right? Trial and error, the scientific method. That's how we learn anything as human beings. So I guess the point I'm trying to make my fellow Americans is don't give up hope. There's probably somewhere out there for you. But good luck finding that needle in a haystack. I highly recommend not looking. I I highly recommend not seeking it out. A lot of people say that what's best for you finds you when you least expect it. It just lands in your lap when you weren't even looking for it. And I think I'm tending to agree and believe that. Because every time I've sought it out, every time I've looked for a girl to date, every time I've got on a dating app, every time I've approached a girl at the bar, those relationships never really materialize. Maybe this time around I'm going to stop looking. And I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to create my businesses. I'm going to work on making myself happy. And if one of you ladies wants to walk into my life with some good intentions for me for once, <laughs> um, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and see if I can pull it off the right way this time around they say hindsight's always twenty twenty. Well, with me in relationships, hindsight's like 120, 80 40-20. <laughs> Maybe one day it'll be twenty twenty. But until that day comes, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna focus on me. I'm going to build me. And we'll see what happens. I'm going to stay optimistic and positive. See how I talk myself off the ledge throughout the course of this episode, people? (laughs) You guys thought I was suicidal in the first segment, and now I'm like, fuck, optimistic and happy. Got my head in the right place, screwed on tight. Walking down the street in the right direction once again. And I think that that's all any of us can really hope for being able to self-reflect look at your behavior and make uh, some corrections make some changes get rid of what isn't working for you and courageously seek out new ways to approach the situation got to drop the ego you got to drop the pride you got to be less selfish and narcissistic you got to maybe care a little bit more for people because if you're the type of person guy or girl I don't care who you are that goes around hitting it and quitting it fucking everything that moves you want a high body count because that's how you're fulfilling some uh, issue or anxiety that you have in your head and you're willing to fuck somebody else over uh, because, it, you know, without any guilt, without any remorse. And then you can just jump to the next person. You can be a lap jumper and just, you know, get on that new horse and ride that. <laughs> Tell it bucks you off. And you just keep that same pattern of behavior going on, fucking people over, destroying the community and possibly destroying families. That's devil shit, people. Stop doing that. Stop hurting each other because you haven't taken the time to look in the mirror and fix your bullshit. I, sug- I suggest we all start trying to move in that direction because the world and the culture that we live in, in my humble opinion, is a direct representation of what is going on inside each and every one of us. I believe that what is going on internally, inside of every living, breathing human being is a direct polarity reflection of the culture that we live in. And the sooner we start looking at our lives in that way, as soon as we start saying to ourselves, if I want to make the world a better place, if I want to save the world, then I'm going to have to save myself first. It's got to start inside first. People, it's time to play some punk rock. Look, Bumble knows you're
0: exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1-since-that-matters and...
1: All right, people, welcome back to the show. Uh, before I get to the punk rock, I want to turn up the optimism and the fun. Uh, I found a couple clips with regard to relationships that kind of sums up where my head was at today. And it, these clips give me a little bit of hope and help helped me kind of go over my shit uh, within myself. And I hope they are helpful to you. If you listened to my uh, bullshit sob story today and uh, said to yourself that you can relate uh, to my experiences, if you're the type of person that's got trauma and has a difficult time in relationships for one reason or another, um, listen to these two clips really quick and hopefully this helps you like it helped me. Here we go.
4: Stay single until you find someone that truly gets it, you know? Someone who doesn't play games and they know what they want. Effortless, like breathing. Stay single until it's easy, simple. You shouldn't have to constantly remind someone how to treat you right. There's someone out there that would do anything to make you feel loved and truly heard. Stay single until you come across that person that doesn't fill your heart with doubt, but instead reminds you of how incredibly special you are to them. Someone that will run you a bath at the end of a hard day, or someone who just does the little things. Stay single until you find someone that understands that you're going to disagree, but they value us against the problem instead of winning an argument. Be patient. Don't settle for less than what you deserve. Now, don't get it twisted. There will always be work to do on both ends. But stay single until you find someone that's willing to do the work just as much as you.
1: There it is, people. Stay single until you're ready. Stay single until you find somebody that treats you the way that you deserve and want and desire to be treated, right? Sounds like pretty good advice um now take a listen to this this is i don't know this excuse me i don't know this woman's name she's talking to lewis house the uh um here rather sorry um and i've found this to be interesting and um encouraging here we go
0: do you think it's possible to find love lasting love if you haven't healed yet i do and i think there's degrees there's degrees of healing because i don't think any of us are healed in terms of we're perfect but we can be on the journey and be self-aware enough and to know how to qualify a person for willingness and if we meet a person who has the willingness and the core values match and both people say yes here's my baggage here's your baggage i see you and i acknowledge that this isn't going to always be easy but i'm willing to do the work along the way that's a great sign that the relationship has potential because that was Ben and I. You know, we were
2: both on a healing journey.
0: We were on a healing journey together. We weren't like, oh, we've done our work and now we're going to fade off into the sunset together. We're like, okay, we're committed to being together. And soon we quickly realize there's no better match than each other. And yet it's still going to be difficult. So when it gets difficult, what are we going to do about it? That's the thing you need to clarify. Because if you're with a person who says, well, relationships should be easy. If we have to see a therapist or if we need to do inner work, then there's something wrong, which is the belief system of many people out there then you don't have a chance but if you're both aware enough to say yeah I've got some stuff you know I'm avoidant or I'm anxious and I'm gonna work on that and I want to work on it with you great
1: I love that that's the best advice I probably could have heard right there um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show today I know it's a little out of character um, but I have some healing to do clearly and I wanted to share some of my personal experiences with all of you because maybe just maybe i can help you out too this band is an allegedly records band i haven't played any allegedly records artists for a while on the show and uh they have allowed me to play any of the artists in their catalog and i haven't done so for quite some time now and it's time for me Uh, To say thank you and to support fellow punk rockers in the community. And today, I'm going to share a couple tunes from you off of their brand new record entitled Eight. Ladies and gentlemen, making their return to the politics and punk rock podcast. Here's Paperback Tragedy with their song and this song title reminds me of me chasing girls around when i shouldn't have been chasing anybody at all i should have been focusing on myself here we go people here's paperback tragedy with their song chasing the wind All right, people, that was Paperback Tragedy with their song, Chasing the Wind. And I'm going to play you one more song by Paperback Tragedy today. There's a couple lyrics I caught in this track that theme up quite nicely with the show today. So here we go with their second song here today on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Here's paperback tragedy with their song, Silently Screaming.
5: Silently screaming. I let you wake, the screams that slipper away. I pillow feels feel the sorrow that's on my Silently
1: screaming. All right, people, that was Paperback Tragedy with their song, Silently Screaming. And uh, I love this line I caught in there, toss and turn, because a fool will never learn. Make a change before it becomes too late. And my fellow Americans... That's what I want to leave you with today. That's the thought I want to leave you with from this episode today. Both men and women, everybody, all walks of life, races, colors, creeds, sexual orientations, people find the courage to make a change before it's too late. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 151 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Entitled, Nice Guys Finish Last. When you run out of gas, don't pat yourself on the back. You might break your spine. We'll see you next time
3: marriage in 2023 isn't marriage it is not marriage today what is it like it's something else like we can't call it marriage if you can like what what is marriage it's supposed to be for better for worse for richer and poor for poor for sickness and in health not until i felt like leaving right and so it's like when you have a contract that is supposed to be for life and now anyone can leave for any reason i just think it like marriage today isn't marriage it's just at this point a long-term relationship
0: do you do you feel women are rewarded to get divorced
3: oh yeah oh my gosh yes 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 and i i especially learned this through the divorce documentary that i'm doing when i when i interview these men that are like getting like actually completely wrecked by these women
1: oh my gosh don't get wrecked by women gentlemen stay single my friends